Well, I think it makes you very interesting, like to have interesting stuff to talk about and share with your family. My family came along with me on countless, <laughs> countless <laughs> I can um, stories and, and places and things. I, it might seem like a small town newspaper that I worked at, but that small town newspaper led me to more opportunities than I can even tell you. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule, and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with Moms Without Capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed stressed out and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. We have here today a special guest on the Moms Without Capes podcast, my own mom, Peg DeGrasso. Welcome to the show, mom. Hi, how are you? (laughs) So I'm going to share with you a bit about my mom. And so award-winning journalist Peg DeGrasse has brought local news to readers in Delaware County, Pennsylvania, and the Philadelphia area for over 40 years as a reporter, columnist, blogger, social media influencer, and editor. Currently, she's the editor of Town Talk Newspapers and the News and Press of Delaware County. I'm so excited to bring her on the show today because she's my mom. She's a mom of four and a grandmother of six who has managed to make the leap into a career that allows her to live out her passion for writing every day. While there's so many topics that my mom and I could focus on, today we'll be chatting about her decision to return to work full time after being a stay-at-home mom for more than 20 years and how her role as wife and mother were affected by her decision. So, Mom, <laughs> share with us a bit more about your journey and how you got to be where you are today. First of all, I, I love what I do. I really have a passion for it. It's been my life, lifelong journey because it's what I like to do my whole lifelong. When I was young, I was laid up for a year in a body cast. I had scoliosis. And you have to occupy yourself when you're in a full body cancer bed. So I started a family newspaper. On my dad's side, I have trillions of cousins and aunts and uncles and all. And I started this newspaper to keep everybody in touch. And I would call around to everybody and get the news, real frivolous things like who lost a tooth, who got a new bike, all the little news of the family. And I'd make it in newspapers staple them all together. And my uncle worked at a place where he would print them. Somebody donated stamps and I would send them out. And I just love that, getting the news and spreading the news. So then I continued and in high school, I became editor of my high school newspaper. I wrote for the newspaper in college. And then when I got out, 
um, I was married and started a family. And oh no, wait, before I got married and started a family, my parents had a place at the New Jersey Shore. And I got a job down there right out of high school, a wonderful writing job for the Beach Haven Times covering the Shore bar scene. And at the time it was very exciting because it was all the oldies groups like the Temptations, the Four Tops, Chubby Checker, they would come down the shore and play. And I got to interview all of them. And even Bruce Springsteen came down the shore because he was unknown back then. This is in the seventies. So I got my first taste of being um, interviewing celebrities and just having a fun time with, with writing. And that's when the bug, no, the bug had already bit me, but that's how I expanded the bug into the community. So then one, when my children were um, born, I still loved writing and I would take jobs for the local newspaper, cover municipal meetings at night, because where I live, all the towns are really close together. It's suburban Philadelphia. So I would jump around the towns and cover their municipal meetings. And I could kind of do that on a pretty flexible schedule to keep my hand in writing, but also stay home with my children. You know, we all look for ways to the family first, how to yes. make luck, but stay home with your um, kids. So I did that for a number of years and I was always writing letters to the editor, taking a course here and there in creative writing and different things that would interest me. And then when I stayed home with my kids, which when I look at my overall um, life, I'm in my sixties now, they were the best years of my life. I love staying home with my kids. I wouldn't trade it. I mean, it was a, they were the best years. I tell everybody, you get a chance to stay home with your kids, stay home with your kids. You just, you'll be so happy you did that the rest of your life. So when my, my youngest child entered grade school and my kids were very spread apart. So when my youngest child got in grade school, I volunteered at a year at a grade school, but I was like, you know, I would love to get my dream job some way I could write for a newspaper. So, so just to clarify, I was 16. <laughs> Yeah. When when my mom's talking about that that youngest child, I was 16 when my younger sister was born. Right, my kids are very spread apart. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Ani was already in high school when my youngest daughter was born, and then when my youngest got in grade school is when I decided um, to go back to work. And I didn't know where I was going to go or what, but I happened back then. People put ads in the newspaper. So since I was a newspaper junkie, that's all I did was read newspapers. I loved them from when I was young till I still read the newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw an ad in the newspaper um, for an associate editor and I just went for it. it and since then, it's just been a journey through the news world of newspapers where it's not the best time to be in the newspaper business because newspapers so much is online, but there will always be a need for online news, online content that's been researched and authentic versus just social media where a lot of it's just fake and hearsay and all. So, and you could get national news everywhere, but you can't get your local news everywhere. It's got to come from a, from a trusted source. So I know there'll all be a, always be a future in content, how the actual print paper will go I don't know but our newspaper is very popular where I live it we have 
tens and tens of thousands of viewers. Our website has way more than that because people come from all over the world to look at it. I get letters from all over the world that people find the articles. So it's been a very long journey in the newspaper because as they went digital, we trained and we learned and it's been a very long journey um, through the years, but I still love the hands-on reporting and story writing. I still do it for, for a bunch of papers. I love to, I, I don't get into the hard crime and the police news and criminal, because I just don't like to hurt people. And I feel like people always get hurt through that right. on one side or the other. So I try to gear myself because I'm a pretty positive person. I try to gear to things that will uplift people, make people feel good, nice feature stories, motivate people. I try to stick to those kind of stories. So I'm lucky that I can call the shots and stick with that. That, that became my niche. Yeah. So absolutely. I'm doing that and I love doing that. It, and it, it's created a lot of fun through the years doing that. Right. It's also created a lot of opportunities for you. And so I remember back when when you decided to make that leap back into, you know, back into your career and um, how hard that was of a decision. And because you were torn because you know that that me and my brothers, who Russell and Jimmy, who were older at that time, you know, well, Jim was 10 and Russ was 15 at the time. And you had given up you had not given up, but you had had that opportunity to be a stay-at-home mom for all of the years while we were young. And so Marguerite, who is the youngest, is actually at the time of this recording, she's celebrating her birthday tomorrow, her 30th birthday, which is exciting. But she was just starting school. And I remember how torn you were. And I, I had just become a new mother at that time. And I loved that you were able to, you know, put on that, I'll figure it out. You know, like, even though you were torn and it was a hard decision for you, you knew that your passion was calling you and that the rest would figure itself out and that you had that confidence that you knew that you would figure it out, how to make it all work. That's true. One, my husband was in construction, he owned his own business and insurance was getting prohibitive. That's one of the reasons why I made the leap and went full time. Okay. I wanted to get insurance, if you want me to be honest. Yeah. So yeah. that's when I went, that's when I went full time. I was really scared because one of my sons is disabled and he takes a lot of care and a lot of attention. And I was always at meetings and different things with his, him and Mar and my youngest, Marguerite. I was afraid because I was there for my other kids at all costs. What made it work really were, was... Um, my office was five minutes from her school and my office was very, very flexible. So everybody I work with, they all know Marguerite like, like inside and out. They all know everything about her because she basically grew up in the newspaper. Right. <laughs> and she's in that field herself right now. I feel like because she grew up in the newspaper office. Right. She um, did everything. She won a press award when she was 16 years old from the Philadelphia Press Association because she was so much in our field that she started doing jobs there. And so she got a community service award from the Press Association. She basically grew up there because I was always there. Um, and it was, a, it was very flexible. A lot of the people I work with were mothers also. So they had to run for a school meeting or a school play. So we all did that. We all had each other's backs 
why we rap. Ani at the time had small children. She stepped in a lot for me to save me with Marguerite going over her house. My husband worked for himself. So at the times he would be able to pick up and pitch in. So leaning to your support system. Yes. So mm -hmm. a lot of times I didn't know how it was going to, I'm like, should I take this job? It's a good opportunity. I didn't know what to do. And my kids are the ones that said to me, take it, we'll make it work. Go one day at a time. And to this day, I go one day at a time because that's the way life is. It goes, but I'm glad I jumped for the opportunity because I don't think now with the way things have barreled digitally and all, I, and with programs and all, I probably couldn't get in. So I'm glad I got in in the old fashioned days. <laughs> all the training and all, because somebody my age that didn't could never ever step into the field now. How do you think your role as a mom has prepared you as your, as your role as a writer and an editor and in your professional life? I think it prepared me a lot because as a mom, well, just from the experiences, being able to like, when I write and interview people, I think it gives you a true um, understanding and empathy for other people because of all you've been through. You get really humbled as a mom because you see lots of things happen through the years and you, you have so many different experiences as a mom. I think it brings a lot to the table when you're um, writing and even managing people and all, because you are a very understanding person. I think a mom makes you that way. And you're so used to nurturing and, and being a mom, you never stop being a mom. Right, right, right. That's a hat that you, you'll never be able to take off. And, and it's the best hat there is. Mm -hmm. So what about the inverse? How did your role as an editor and as a writer and your professional life have that positive influence on your family? Well, I think it makes you very interesting, like that interesting stuff to talk about and share with your family. My family came along with me on countless, <laughs> countless I can um, stories and, and places and things. I, it might seem like a small town newspaper that I worked at, but that small town newspaper led me to more opportunities than I can even tell you. I've covered Miss American pageants. I interviewed, you know, celebrities. I've been to all kinds of events through that little newspaper. And it's given me so many things to write about. And all my family reaped the benefits because they were able to learn and grow along with it and come to all kinds of events as my guests with me. And it, I think it had a really good positive influence on my family. Really. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, working too. Also, um, just the work itself brings in extra money and allows your family to have more opportunity. Right. Right. But yeah. Aside that's, from that's... the paycheck, the actual job has led to a lot of opportunities for my family. Mm. So many moms feel guilty about, you know, working or having a business or spending time away from their family because, you know, you can't be in two places at one time. And so what do you say to moms who are struggling with that work life, you know, that pull that they may be experiencing? If you're feeling a big pull, I would say to cut back on the work. I told you I'm family mm. mother first. I like mine worked because it incorporated the family. If I had to choose, I would have bagged the 
writing job and stayed home. I don't think kids should suffer in any way from a mom or a dad working. Right, like, right. I mean, sometimes you just have to, but then it's going to be some kind of consequence. It's very hard to, if you're feeling that pulled, you need to pull back. That's my episode. Okay. Like, okay. No, no, no job should stress you or the kids like that. What I mean, about the dad stepping up or stepping in? I should well, say. Well, that, that should okay. definitely be, I mean, that's only fair. Of, you know, nowadays I'm happy because fathers recognize that so well. And I was lucky to have a husband that recognized it. But um, back in my day, there was a lot of guys that didn't recognize that. But, it, and moms sometimes are happy to pull back because um, it makes for less stress for them too. Right, and, and that less stress definitely feel, ripples out to the to the family. It does, it? it does. And like I told you, that goes by so fast the time your kids are young. You don't realize at the time if, if your house is hectic, but it flies. So if you have your kids and it's causing so much stress going to work, cut back. It's more important than the money you get. Right. That's, right. that's my bad advice. Yeah. Right, but that's my <laughs> Family first. Always put your family first because nowadays businesses come and go and all, but your family's your family. Always put them first. Right. And it is important to, to take note of what are your priorities. And, you know, I've even been thinking like, I need to write out my priorities and put them posted in my office mm -hmm. so that I can remember, you know, it helps with making decisions when you are feeling pulled, when you are feeling like that you're pulled in a million different directions mm -hmm. to keep that in mind of what are your priorities and, and what's most important in your life. Yeah. Because a lot of it'll come and go and businesses go out of business, people mm -hmm. get laid off, but your family's always your family. Put them first. And those years when they're young are, go so quickly that you don't want to miss them. Right. Absolutely. If you're a super busy, stressed out mom looking to minimize self-doubts, challenge unrealistic expectations, and confront negative self-talk, all while increasing your self-confidence, then you already know that you have to stop feeling inadequate and fully believe in yourself. That's where the Quiet Your Inner Mean Girl program can help. In just eight weeks, you can transform your inner critic to become your biggest cheerleader. You will learn proven methods to stop negative self-talk, break the cycle of negative thinking, and shift your self-beliefs to ones that serve you. Start treating yourself with kindness and compassion and grow your self-esteem and confidence by enrolling in the Quiet Your Inner Mean Girl program today. You can find the link in the show notes of today's episode. So mom, how do you best practice self-care? And I know before we I hit record on this, we, we kind of laughed because <laughs> you are you are a go-getter and you're constantly moving and hustling and doing everything that you you want to do so it's hard for you to relax but I know I know that you are intentional about it and so what is your what is your way to relax or to recoup and recharge I I do always am I am always on the go I besides taking care of my son that does have disabilities my mom who's going to be 93 in two weeks lives next door to me so I'm always looking out for her too so between working full time and those two responsibilities and just, 
And since, and my husband passed away in 2016. So I have a lot of responsibilities that I used to share, like, you know, taking care of the house and all that are all me. So it's a lot, it's a lot to find time for yourself. Um, but luckily I'm the kind of person that I really am happiest when I'm taking care of people or like mm-hmm. with people or going with people or sharing with people. I don't really like, you know, some people crave alone time. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm totally comfortable with being alone, but I don't ever crave alone time. Maybe because I never had it, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't ever um, crave it. So what I um, find is just sometimes I love my recliner, take a little snooze, you know, especially as I get older. Right, right. I have to take a little rejuvenating snooze to get the energy to keep all going for the second half of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to take note, my mom's second half of the day is sometimes longer than her first half. She's a night yeah. owl. She's a night yeah. owl. I'm a night owl because I do all my writing during the night. So I'm a definitely night a night owl. I work at the bass during the night. So uh, sometimes in the afternoon or something, I might have to have a real quick little 15-minute nap. And that inju- it rejuvenates yeah. me. Or reading the paper, I consider that like a timeout when mm-hmm. I would read a paper or read a book or something, we, you know, you kind of go into La La Land and that. Uh, during the pandemic, I did watch some series, which I, I'm not a TV watcher at all. <laughs> so that was really big for me to watch some series like Ozarks, a couple of the other ones. Yeah, I get I, that um, from you. I, I definitely get that from you. <laughs> yeah, it's good, it's good. Yeah. So. Some of the no, um, I mean the not not a TV watcher. Oh, the not TV yeah. watcher. Yeah, I don't watch TV at all. <laughs> in fact, I felt funny. Somebody the other day was telling me about their they were born in California, and he's telling me about his wife, all the parts she had in shows. I said, like, what shows? And he said, like Big Brother. And I go, what's that? No, I don't know that. I, it was about five till started. I felt like he thought. Why'd she even in? She doesn't know any show. <laughs> I honestly did not know what show he was talking about. Because I don't ever watch or pay attention to shows. Right. right. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, it, that's not a way to... So other than that, I don't know. Sometimes I get my nails done as a treat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need to go to the hairdresser now, get your hair done. I would call that like some right. hair done now. Right, definitely. Just, just something just focused on yourself. Other than that, I can't think of anything I do. Okay, I, okay. And I, I don't miss it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't miss it. Right, like I right. was just, I was just down the Jersey Shore, and the people I were with, um, it was like a boot camp. They got up every morning and walked a mile, and then they walked on the beach, and then they walked, and they walking where I go. I'm not at heavyweights camp. <laughs> <laughs> Go for your walk if you want. I don't feel like taking a walk. I it's, I don't do that for self-care. I probably should, but I don't. Right. Okay. I don't even I don't even give self-care a thought. I just, you know, if I feel like taking a nap, I take it nap. Well, that is self-care. That's that is self-care. You might not term it that way, or you might not say, Oh, I'm practicing self-care right now. But the fact that you recognize that, okay, I need a nap right now in order to continue on, and you and you take a pause in your day to go do that. That is self-care. Sure. It's just not the name that you're given. I just, yeah, I just don't do it intentionally. Right. I don't do right. it if I need it. Sure. So where can listeners find you, mom? Well, always over the computer slump. 
<laughs> ready, looking for that recliner. No, just kidding. Um, you could find me um, under my name, Peg DeGrasso on Facebook, on Instagram or Twitter, I'm at PeggyD5. And you could find me if you Google my name on the web, you could see some of my stories. They're all over. Just Google my name, Peg DeGrasso. You can put Delco um, News Network or DelcoTimes.com. Either of those, you can look up my stories. Okay. Or, yeah. All right. I could be found all over because, because we're kind of branded. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm easy to find and track down. All right. So all of my mom's info will be in the show notes of today's episode. Thanks so much for, for braving it out and coming on the show today, mom. I'm, I'm used to being behind the computer and not on it and being the interviewer, not the interviewing. Yeah, you definitely so turned the tough. table. Yeah, it was tough. <laughs> we turned the tables on this one, but thanks for, thanks for coming on. Sure. I loved it. Love you. <laughs> Hey mom, short on time but feeling like you're at the end of your rope or that your bucket is nearing empty? Grab this list of 15 self-care practices that you can do in under 15 minutes. These ideas will get you quickly back on track and are great for moms who are limited on time. I think that's most of us. So check out the show notes or go to momswithoutcapes.com backslash self-care-ideas to download your list today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.